Welcome to Alive with Purpose. You are listening to episode 21, Alive with Purpose and Great Relationships. Hello, my name is Erin Aquin, and today I want to talk to you about what I think are the mechanics of a great relationship. Now, relationship can be so broad, but I'm going to specifically talk about romantic partnerships or the relationship you have with your spouse, because I think for many people, this can be the missing piece or what they think is the missing piece in life. So even if you have a pretty good relationship with your spouse, I want to offer some of the things I have noticed in my own marriage that have really been incredible that maybe you can take with you and apply to your relationship with your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse. And yes, you'll probably find so much of this is actually applicable all over the place, but I want to talk about love today. (laughs) My husband and I, my husband Steve, who has been on the show we just celebrated our third anniversary and we actually got married twice. We got married in a civil ceremony, kind of like a more of a secular spiritual um, ceremony for the legal stuff when I was living with him in the US. And then three years ago, we had our other kind of spiritual ceremony where all of our friends and family came together and we had our big party. At that time, I was actually seven months pregnant with my daughter, my firstborn child, and it was a really incredible day. I have such great memories and pictures from that day. One of the things we did in our ceremony, I got this idea actually from a student on a retreat But we have been doing this little kind of ritual for the last few years on this anniversary. At the ceremony, we had each written one another a letter about how much we loved each other. It was was definitely a love letter. And we put it into this beautiful box. And every year on our anniversary, we go back We reread the old letters and we write a new one that the other person cannot open until the following year. So it's just this really cute little thing that we do. Um, The other part to this is that we have a bottle of wine (laughs) in the box. We didn't do that the last couple of years. I think I was pregnant with my son last year, so we didn't have a bottle of wine. And because we didn't have it last year, it wasn't in the box this year. So we did not do the bottle of wine thing. There is an idea around that piece. The idea is that the bottle of wine is in there. And if you're ever having a really tough time in your marriage, this was the idea the student had given me, you go, you open that bottle of wine together, you each pour a glass, and then you go away and you read the old letters. So the idea is that if you go through the whole year and you don't need to open the box, then you are drinking the wine as like a celebratory thing. But if you're having a really hard time and you're not feeling a connection to your partner, then the idea is you go back and you each take those letters, you go off and read them, and then you hopefully come back together and reconnect. 
Now, I think it's a really sweet idea, but my thinking around that part of the ritual has really changed. And you're going to hear a little bit more about why. So we were doing that ritual and we were talking about how crazy it is to read a letter from our partner from the year before and how cool that is. But I was just reflecting last night on what an amazing marriage we've had. It's only been a couple of years, but in that time we have moved to other countries. (laughs) We've traveled all over the world. We've had our two incredible children. And it's also, our relationship has also had its fair share of challenges. Uh, There have been times where, you know, a month has gone by and we'll realize that we haven't really sat down together and shared a meal or gone on a date. My big issue a lot of times is like, I don't get to spend as much time as I'd like to with my husband because he has a very demanding job. It's an amazing company that he works for, but it definitely takes a lot of his mental power and challenges him. And often when he gets home, that's suddenly the time that I have to work so that I'm going off into my business, coaching people or grappling with creating content. And there's a lot that I am dealing with. So my relationship with my husband is incredible, but I'm always, but I notice that often I will feel like I don't get to see him as much as I'd like to. And every so often, thankfully this is very rare, but we'll have like a communication mishap and we'll drop the ball on something important either he will or I will and it will become like a thing that we have to sit down and work out so there's definitely ups and downs thankfully more ups than downs in our relationship and I credit him so much for creating a space with me where we can have the ups and downs and still feel very connected and and strong as a couple But I also have recently in the past few years since I started to dive more into coaching work, I have started to be able to give myself a little pat on the back for my contribution to our amazing relationship. You know, I don't just think the relationship is amazing because he is, which is what I used to say. But now I can really start to take ownership I can say, yeah, I've been working really hard to make sure that I communicate more cleanly as a partner. And there are a few other things that I want to share with you today that might help you so that you can take responsibility for your own wonderful relationship. The first thing that I want to say often is very unpopular. (laughs) So the first thing I want to say, one of the qualities of an amazing relationship is that you do not depend on the other person to make you happy or to make you feel anything for that matter. Now, we all have heard that, that we shouldn't be giving someone else the power to make us happy or not, but so few people actually live that way. And here's what I mean. The other day, I was driving my daughter to her daycare and a little warning light came on in the car, just alerting me that I had to like do something with the car. So I tried calling Steve. He wasn't around. I got to daycare. I called the shop and they were like, oh yeah, you should come in. Why don't you come in right now and we'll, we'll look after that for you. 
Halfway home, Steve calls me and I say, hey, yeah, this light came on while I was driving today and so I have to take the car in. It's going to kind of set me back about an hour. I was really hoping to get my work done, but I think it's important that we just get this looked after. And he said something to me like, oh yeah, I saw that a few days ago. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) You saw it a few days ago? And I watched my brain start to make a whole bunch of very negative, unhelpful conclusions about that. (laughs) You know, it was so fast, but I started to think, oh, Steve doesn't care about my time. He doesn't respect the fact that I had things I had to do today. Or, ooh, even worse, Steve doesn't care about our kids because what if this is a safety issue and we're driving around and there's this big safety issue? Um, So yeah, like those are just the two main ones that came up, but I had a whole bunch of thoughts that came in immediately and it took me a little while to calm down. Uh, One of the, you know, I, I kind of went right into that unintentional model that was really unhelpful. It had some thoughts and feelings that were not, um, consciously chosen, but that I was still very responsible for. But then after a little while, after a couple of hours and a little bit of self-coaching, I really sat down and thought, like, what do I want to think about this? What do I want to think about this situation? Rather than blame my partner, rather than punish him, like give him the silent treatment all day long and, you know, bring this up a thousand times (laughs) and like save it for 20 years from now when we have an argument, which is what a lot of people do. And definitely one of the things I used to do in past relationships all over the place. But rather than do that, I really decided that the way I wanted to think about that was Steve loves us. I know that. I know he loves us. And he must have so much going on right now that this slipped his mind. So in that moment, I decided like I can be a helpful, loving partner. Whether I think he should have looked after it or not doesn't necessarily need to impact how I feel about him or how I treat him. This is like the main key to a great relationship is you just get to love the person because you want to. You are totally free to think and feel any way you want. So yes, it's true. I was free to yell and scream and stamp and uh, give him the cold shoulder for like two weeks. And that those were all options. I could have done those things. But instead, I decided that I wanted to think he needs my help right now. There's a lot going on for him. I want to be there to support him, and I truly love this person. I know he would never do anything that would intentionally put us in danger. The car was fine, by the way. But it's interesting to watch how quickly the brain can generate drama. I talked about this a lot in the last episode. I've had a lot of things with my car. It's interesting. But when it comes to your partner, it's really important to remember you just get to love them for all of their 
all of the qualities that you find annoying, all of the things you wish they did differently, you just get to love them. You can love them in spite of those things because there's obviously so many wonderful things if you choose to put your attention on those things. So when you don't depend on someone else's actions or inactions to make you happy, you're really free to own what you think and how you feel. So when I told you about the box and the, and the wine and letter ritual, I don't really foresee that I'm ever going to come to a point in my marriage where it's going to feel like we need to sit down and read our letters in separate rooms and remember why we love each other and all of that kind of stuff. Because even though I, I might forget sometimes, I no longer rely on my husband's actions or inactions to dictate how I feel. And that is so liberating. I have to tell you, if, if you don't, you know, if you are still in that space where you think that what someone else does or doesn't do should affect your mood, the best place to start to work on that is actually, I think, in your relationship. Because you have this person who you're with, who you love, who you've declared your love for, they've declared their love for you, and that gets to be enough. And the, another way you can look at this is think about a relationship you were in in the past where at some point you were really infatuated with that person. You were really maybe in love with that person. And then fast forward to the end of the relationship, you couldn't stand to be in the same room with them. A lot of people like to say, well, my partner changed. They changed. But they probably didn't change. Maybe you just started to focus on or see qualities in them that you didn't really like. You, maybe you started to actually do the thing I was just talking about. Maybe you were depending on them to act a certain way or not act a certain way in order to tell you how to feel. So when you start to take ownership for your own happiness... And sometimes unhappiness, because we do and sometimes want to choose emotions that are not positive. You know, when someone passes away, you can consciously choose to feel grief. You want to feel grief. You want to choose that on purpose, to process and allow, and allow that emotion to move through you. So those are a couple of thoughts that I want to offer today. The main thing, if you want to have a better relationship right now with the person that you're with, is to take ownership for how you feel. And that really frees up your energy to simply love your partner. So you get to love people, whoever you want, just for your own sake. They don't have to do anything special to earn your love, you get to just love them because it feels good for you and because you want to. But that really only is possible if you know and you've been practicing taking ownership of your emotional life. And you get to decide where you focus your attention in your relationship. 
do you want to focus your attention on all of the ways your partner lacks something or in all of the ways that they are beautiful and wonderful? You get to decide. It's totally up to you. No one else gets to tell you how you should think about your partner. But I really did want to offer that to you because, because in my mind, the thing that makes a relationship amazing is when two people are fully aware and in charge of their own happiness. They're taking care of their own needs. And then they just get to be together and enjoy one another's company. I feel so lucky to have a husband who I can share this work with and who definitely never tries to make me responsible for how he feels. And that has just been so liberating for me as the partner. You know, it's it works both ways. It's not just great for you when you take ownership of your own emotional life, but it's great for your partner because then they don't have to worry all the time about how every little thing they do, every little thing they think, every little thing they say is going to affect you because you are yourself grounded and contained and totally whole and perfect even without them. And that is, I think, one of the most attractive qualities is when someone doesn't need you to be whole, but rather can meet you at a really high level and just inspire you and be there to love. So that is what I want to offer you today. I hope that you can take some of these ideas and incorporate them back into your own relationship. Please let me know how it's going. Share your questions over at alivewithpurposecoaching.com. And you know, if you think that you are in a place right now in your relationship where you have a long way to go, to really start to get some of these ideas, please reach out to me. I would love to help you in a one-on-one coaching session. I have a few more available that I'm closing the doors for the next couple of months while I work with my clients. So if you want to get in on that, please check out alivewithpurposecoaching.com. Episode 21 will have a link to some information about how to work with me one-on-one. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you next week.